Good morning. The Old Testament lesson this morning is from Psalms chapter 22, verses 19 through 28. But you, O Lord, be not far away. O my help, hasten to my aid. Deliver me from the sword, from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, from the horns of wild bulls you have rescued me. I will declare your name to my people. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, give praise. All you of Jacob's line, give glory. Stand in awe of the Lord, all you offspring of Israel. The Lord does not despise nor abhor the poor in their poverty. Neither is the Lord's face hidden from them. But when they cry out, the Lord hears them. From you comes my praise in the great assembly. I will perform my vows in the sight of those who fear the Lord. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Let those who seek the Lord give praise. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. All the families of nations shall bow before God. For dominion belongs to the Lord, who rules over the nation. The second lesson this morning is from Galatians chapter 3, verses 23 through 29. Now before faith came... We were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith would be revealed. Therefore, the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came, so that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. As many of you were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourself with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 8th chapter, verses 26 to 29 and 35 to 39. Then Jesus and his disciples arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on the land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. But he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Then people came out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed 
and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all of the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into a boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. The message this morning is based on the reading from Paul's letter to the Galatians that Sheila read for you a couple of minutes ago. It seems to me that it is an important transition and lesson of faith for those who believe, especially all who believe that Jesus Christ has come so that they might be free from the ways we have fallen short. You know, our sin. Prior to this, the ancient Jewish people stayed close to the law. The law laid out in the Torah. To stay close to the law, rules, and regulations was a sign of a believer who was close to God. A legalistic kind of faith, if you will. You know, follow the rules and you'll be fine. Don't worry about anything but following the rules and regulations and you'll be fine. Don't worry about doing anything to help others or to get your hands dirty helping them. Just keep those, keep following those rules. And that same practice and law told them that only those, only those who followed the law in this way would in fact be acceptable to God. Then Paul, formerly known as Saul, a leader in the ancient Jewish community, a religious and political leader, probably a Pharisee, in other words, the highest of leaders, and one who took following the law very seriously. When he was still called Saul, he worked hard to be sure that others also came under and remained under this law, and those who didn't paid the price. Sometimes a violent random price. Once Saul repented, you know, turned around and went the other way and was given the new name of Paul. And he became an active disciple of Jesus, traveling the countryside, telling of the freedom, the freedom of faith that comes from believing and testifying to that belief. So here we have in today's lesson from Paul's letter to the Galatians. As most of you know, after he established these churches all around the Mediterranean in that area, he regularly wrote letters back to them to make sure that they were still doing what he asked them to do. And so when he wrote to these new Christians, this new church in Galatia, to remind them that even though all Gentiles, not Jewish believers, that, they, that all these Gentiles, that they too had the ability to share the same kind of all-inclusive love that the Jews who followed the whole law could already do. Paul tells them that they do not have to follow all those laws to receive the saving grace of Jesus Christ, that everyone, 
no matter their background, is included simply by believing and proclaiming that belief, just like we're doing here this morning at Jerusalem Western Salisbury Church. Instead of pointing out the differences and holding up the specific laws that are not being followed, we are all to understand that instead, we are all children of God, despite our differences and tests of loyalty. As one scholar puts it, at the heart of verses 23 and 24 in Paul's picture of his pre-Messiah life, life before he knew Jesus, all God's people, all God's people were held tight, guarded, and supervised by God's word precisely so that they would be prepared to recognize God's faithfulness and God's faithful one at the proper time. Before Jesus then, God's people, for all the protection of the law, did not enjoy God's rescue from the age of evil. Instead, with God's help, they simply endured. End quote. These verses are written directly to these Gentile non-Jewish believers in Galatia, reminding them that they likewise are children of God through their trust in Christ, In baptism, they have put on Christ. We say that when we baptize someone. Put on Christ so that Christ becomes and Christ is a part of each one who believes. All who have been baptized into Christ, all of us, most of us here in this church today, are clothed with Christ. We're wrapped up in Christ, completely covered by Christ, and incorporated into Christ So that Christ becomes the primary identity marker for each one of us who believe and call ourselves Christian. All the other identifiers fall away. For as it says in verse 28, there is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. All For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. Now, I can see some of you saying, well, that's all well and good, but what in the world does that have to do with me and Jerusalem Western Salisbury Church and being here on this beautiful summer morning and how we live our lives out together? We're reminded that Paul eliminates the possibility for our categories. You know, these categories that we have carefully spent so much time crafting and carefully cultivate and rake and all those things that you do to cultivate, trim and prune and add to and all that kind of stuff. For you know what I'm talking about, the way we label and decide who's right and who's wrong, who we like and who we don't like, who's in and who's out. And then it progresses a little further and it becomes who we think others think is wrong or so-and-so doesn't like or those who are determined to be out. Or we decided to listen to others who decided who is in and who is out and then simply agree with them no matter how flawed their decision making might be. Paul reminds us that since Christ has come, come to the Gentiles in Galatia long ago and to the believers here in Allentown gathered this morning, we are no longer held back by old divisions. All of us, every one of us are justified solely, solely, only by what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. Through baptism into Christ, we belong to Jesus and we belong to one another. All of us, you and me, all of us share fully and equally in the inheritance of God's promises. Beyond those promises, important promises that are freely given, 
we are also called into the mission to which God has called us to carry out together. So then what happens when we add folks to the body of Christ, this body of Christ called Jerusalem Church, are we welcoming them as they are? Or are we asking them to become and be more like us, whatever that is? Instead of finding space to allow them to be just who God intended them to be, do we expect them to become like us? When we think this way, just imagine all the things that get in the way. All the things that hold us back. Hold us back from living into Paul's claim about God. Just imagine what might happen in the whole Christian church, including here at Jerusalem Church, if we even came close to Paul's claim. Just imagine what we might change and how the kingdom of God would peacefully grow if we take that promise even more seriously than we already do. If those of us who have been around the church for a long time, long-term believers, you know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to myself here, too. That is many of you, and it's me. If the long-time believers continue to recognize this new freedom given again and again and again and again, through the Holy Spirit, at the hands and in the lives of the most surprising people, the most surprising people that are sent our way, the possibilities are endless. We need to continue to find new ways and learn new ways and pray for guidance for new ways to encourage all, all of our siblings in the faith to claim their freedom as heirs of God. But if we're going to be able to do that, to grow the kingdom, to attract the most surprising people, we need first to live out the promise. And those who are already here, right? The beginning needs to come with small steps. Small steps that prepare us to take big steps. This is all the time, too. This doesn't end. (laughs) We sometimes think, well, if we we change this and we change that, more people would come. But but it constantly changes. It's a moving target. And, And we constantly have to be taking small steps that prepare us to take big steps, that prepare us to take bigger steps, because we're constantly being changed and transformed and reformed. Jerusalem Western Salisbury Church has much to be thankful for and much to be grateful for as people of God. But Paul is reminding us that if we begin to become static and rigid and bogged down, and that same static, rigid, bogged downness becomes full of fear, and that because when we have become full, fearfully static and rigid and bogged down, that we cannot trust new ideas. Or, and new people in different ways. We're moving away from the promise, we seem to think. I believe that is worthy of repeating. And that when we have become fearfully static and rigid and bogged down, that we cannot trust new ideas and new people and different ways, we are moving away from the promise. This passage from Galatians speaks directly to us and tells us that there is much to imagine here, much to cheer, and perhaps even much to fear. But when we put on Christ, we are changed, and the fear goes away. So, with the celebrations and praise and thankfulness of all that has been done, and for the glory of God, the extension and connection of God's kingdom in the world this morning, as we come to this communion table, 
We need to remind ourselves and we need to believe that faith has indeed come and faith does indeed continue to come. We need to remember that in spite of all that we do to displease God and each other, that indeed God's Holy Spirit has come and continues to blow in and through and around us because God is not finished with us yet. Remember what Paul said. As many of you as were baptized into Christ, that's almost everybody here. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There's no longer Jew or Greek. There's no longer slave or free. There's no longer male or female. For you, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring. Heirs according to the promise. God's not finished with us yet. Do you believe that? My prayer is that it may be so. May it be so, God. May it be true, God. Amen? Amen. words of benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace now and always and unto ages of ages. Amen. Peace. Christ is sending you. Thanks be to God.